What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And we're back in the studio, which is nice. It's been a whole long week of not being in here, doing a bunch of uh, creepy uh, in-my-room streams. <laughs> um, and I uh, just want to give you guys some quick reminders that I just did a Tasty Flicks where I talked about my impressions and uh, my grades for Avengers Endgame. Uh Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and I watched a Star Wars short that you guys should definitely check out called SC38. You don't even have to watch my reaction to it. You can go watch it yourself. Uh, because you were not part of Tasty Flicks, but you saw the same movies I did, uh, real quickly, what would you grade those movies? And if you have anything to say about them quickly, what would you say about them? Uh, I would give Detective Pikachu a B-. It is a good movie, uh, though there is some awkward acting in it. Um, nothing awful, just noticeable uh mm. kind of sticks out especially when you have someone like um ryan reynolds. ryan reynolds who obviously has been doing it for a while now Just nails it every time and everyone else around him isn't quite there so uh, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb not in a, necessarily in a bad way but you can tell that the difference in in uh caliber uh, caliber there which is funny i never thought i'd say that about ryan reynolds um <clears throat> yeah i mean he, he he does his shtick all the time but he does have uh, some confident chops for sure in certain areas. So, well, yeah, and you could just tell, like, you know, he's he's definitely like a professional actor. Oh yeah, yeah. So, well, that Justice Smith uh, guy, which I had no idea he was on that Netflix show, The Get Down or something like that. I forgot what the fuck it's called, but it's about like the beginnings of like uh, rap and hip hop and mm -hmm. stuff. Um, I watched that a little bit when it came out, and I wasn't too into it, but uh, he was the main character in that, and he, I had no fucking idea. He's completely different in both. Huh. So, I mean, he's got some range might have up. Been, might have been a direction thing or... Maybe. Who knows? That guy directed Goosebumps, so... Yeah, I didn't see that, so I wouldn't even know. <laughs> people, people liked it. I don't huh. know. <laughs> um, I guess my only uh, thing to add to that is if... Uh, I think most people should probably give the movie a shot, because even if you don't know anything about Pokemon, it is definitely a family-friendly movie, and you don't need to know their names or anything like that to just kind of go, oh, that little creature there is adorable, or that one's... They're all crazy. cute. Yeah, so uh, fun movie. And then as far as uh, Endgame goes, I'd probably give that a B plus. Um, Ooh, you went lower than me. Yeah, I <clears throat> I liked it. Um, it definitely uh, wraps up ten years of stories really well in that regard. I just Old didn't bullshit. find it as enjoyable as other movies uh, in the MCU, but it was definitely a very Tra good movie. Jurassic so. World. Yeah, no, that's totally a good MCU. <laughs> um, uh, especially, I think the hard part too is right before we went and saw this, we watched Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War, and I liked both of those better. They're both really good. So, um, and I'm not saying like I have to emphasize, Endgame was a good movie. I would totally watch it again. Like I had fun. It was just the low point of the three movies for me that I watched that weekend. So, so two B minuses? No, B, B minus. Plus? On, yeah, and then a B plus. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, those are fair. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to say on this? I mean, if you haven't seen them, I think they're both worth watching in the theater. Definitely. I, so. I would definitely back that. Just uh, if you're feeling, I mean, anybody who wants to see Endgame saw it. For or sure. going to see it. Or multiple but times. But Pokemon, if you're se second guessing it, like, I don't know if I want to see it. It's fun. Yeah, give it a it's, shot. It's, it's not bad. It's just not, you're not going to be blown away by it. But I do think it stays pretty faithful to fans of Pokemon. I think you'll be pleasantly sure. surprised in some ways. So I was surprised every once in a while by like the Game Boy references and stuff like that. I was like, okay, that. Yeah, they, they made a video game movie. Yeah. 
Like yeah, an actually, weird. they actually made a video game movie. So yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think it's pretty important to say. So without turning this into a different show, um, I would love to see them do more Pokemon movies within. And I know they'd love to do that because universes are really popular now, but that isn't detective Pikachu. They've already sure. established a city within that place. Rhymes rhyme mm-hmm. city. They could have other cities with different characters and different Pokemon different stories and different movies. It'd I mean, be... they just established it. So, yep. and yeah. I'd be more than willing to watch another one. Yeah. And they don't have to be story connected at all. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be fine. I would, I would love that. In fact, I, I might actually like that better than them making a trilogy or, or something like a that. Detective so. Pikachu too, which they could do down the line anyway, they like could. Thor movies, having three of that or whatever, but yeah. I could totally see them having other adventures happening mm. with Pokemon. Cause there's so many Pokemon and they showed a lot of them in that movie, but there's so many more when that it gives, they could fucking get weird with. For sure. And it gives them the opportunity to bring other actors in. Yeah. So hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that. What, and I didn't mention it in the episode, but I was like, it'd be cool if they did that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, go check out that episode. If you want to see my 45 minute talk on that and uh, let's get into our normal quick reminders that uh, PlayStation plus we got overcooked and what remains of Edith Finch. You can download those, you can play those. And if you want to, you can come back at the end of this month for plus club. That's our show where we play these games throughout the month. And then we talk about them and you can add to that conversation, what you thought of them and we can all grade it together and be very fun. Game of the month is risk of rain Two randomly picked. We've already played it, which was nice because, uh, we got that knocked out of the, out of the the way, and uh, a single game of that lasts like at least an hour. So and we played like three four games. We played like five <laughs> hours of that game already. So that's great. We will definitely have opinions on that game as well. Yeah. Uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, you like audio more than video, or you like video more than audio, but you just don't want to waste all that data on your phone because you don't have unlimited, and that's completely understandable. You can listen to us on all those things. Anchor. You can listen to us on there. And um, yeah, we have a Discord. I almost said a Dauntless. Uh, link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. Post some random shit within reason. Although people post whatever the fuck they want. But I'm fine with that, mostly. Um, yeah, I think it's everything. So, Taste Tuesday, back to normal. We got three bits of news to talk about. Some of this is actually like news news, which is kind of interesting. A lot of times we're just like talking about things that are happening, but a lot of this shit is almost like, wow, that's interesting. Wow, that's that's something new. So, first bit of news. Uh, Dauntless, which is a Monster Hunter-inspired, heavily inspired game that's free to play on PC right now, is finally coming out to Xbox One, PS4, and Epic Game Store May 21st. Uh, this was originally supposed to come out in April, uh, but it got pushed back a little bit. And who gives a fuck? Because it's like right around the corner now. So we're in the future. And uh, it's also worth noting that this uh, free to play action RPG is set to come out on Nintendo Switch as well. No date yet. And mobile. So this game will be on everything. Uh, like I said, it is a very uh, colorful, cartoony almost looking, fantasy looking Monster Hunter uh, free to play game. And uh, yeah, a couple of things to also mention. Uh, it says, though Dauntless has received major updates in preparation for console release, the brand new character customization system launching on May 21st, so coinciding with the release of this on everything, uh, is especially noteworthy. It's a lot more involved than the Ancestry system currently in place, which I do not know about. This new customization menu can be accessed at any time to giving existing players a chance to change up their look. Check out the video which we are going to check out. So that's pretty much the news. It's coming out on console. It got announced recently, and it's coming out like right around the corner. So you guys will be able to play this free-to-play on everything and soon switch. Before we get into our opinions on that, we're going to watch this character customization video real fast, and then we'll get into it. 
Ready? Yep. Three, two, one, and go. Transparency, shall we play this in a very early build? I have not played this game at all. Correct. It's a game I've wanted to play, though. And for some reason, I thought there was going to be character customization in the game already, but it's cool to see that it wasn't there and they're adding it. It had um, picking parents. Which makes sense for Ancestor System. Remind me of, like, um, was it Grand Theft Auto V that did that? Uh, I thought it was Red Dead. That's one of those games. No, it's. I think it's five. Because you could pick John Marston or some shit as your dad or something. I don't remember. something weird about it. Yeah, I don't remember. I know... Um, what the sliders are already, motherfucker? What the hell was the other game I played that did that system, too? It's a neat system, but... It's been but, a couple games. But also kind of... If the game was themed harder on the randomness of your character like that, it'd be cooler. But if it's just a game where I'm making my character that I'm going to go do sandbox shit with, I want to just make the character. Yeah. If it was like an RPG, I think it'd be way cooler. Uh, I also think it'd be cool in a roguelike if you were, every time you you know, made a new character type thing. I, of course, they kind of played around with that in roguelikes. It was roguelikes more like It was comedic. random though, yeah. yeah. It'd be kind of cool though, to get like cross-pollinization of like um, of like characters you played in the past or whatever. Mm. Every time you die, that'd be neat. Although then there'd be people who would be strategizing who to die when and shit to make the ultimate character. Well, I just meant appearance-wise, not stats-wise. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was still thinking of Rogue Legacy. Uh, they are playing on Xbox. All right, bye, IGN. Um, yeah, so, coming out real soon on everything and will be on everything at some point. They just added character customization in place of Ancestry system, and we just saw the character customization. What do we think of all that? Uh, well, I'll start with the easy one, which is the character customization. I think it's neat. Um, it was they're switching looking. to that, that system because... Like we were kind of saying during the video, uh, you know, the ancestry system is a neat idea, but it, it never seems to be like exactly what you want. Um, in, in most cases, it's just better to make the character unless there is like a specific reason that really makes an ancestry system like make sense. Uh, just let me make the character. Yeah. Um, I, as far as like my opinions of this coming to more platforms and more in the future, I think that's great. Um, the little bit I played it as a fun game. I do want to put a disclaimer. This is not a replacement to Monster Hunter at all. Um, Monster yeah, Hunter is like Monster Hunter Light to me. Combat-wise especially. The game is very fun, don't get me wrong. But like, if you are wanting that like real precise like <sighs> combat system, you want to play Monster Hunter. Uh, Dauntless is definitely more action-y. Though, you know, you still have the, the hit points and stuff like that. I just don't, I don't feel like it's as... Um, it is. It is a free-to-play game, though, so it is. It is neat that uh, there there will be a market for this. Oh yeah, there already is. But like on console, expanding it, there's people who you know play Monster. Maybe they've done everything already. They've played a shitload, and they want to play something else like that. So they already picked up God Hand Three and the other games. For sure. Shit. Well, I think you're kind of you know you're you're saying people who are like us at that point. Yeah. We play everything. So. Yeah. Um, and a little bit I played it, I liked it. Um, I had issues the first time. I, tried, I actually tried playing this game twice. The first time was almost impossible. It had some optimization issues, and it wouldn't work for me very well. And then the second time, I actually got to play. And I played with random people, and people seemed to be really nice and helpful. So, like, uh, so far, it seems really cool. I'd be excited to try this. I honestly, when they said Switch, that was kind of a neat one for me. Yeah. Because um, I already have it on PC, so I'm not really interested in, like, necessarily playing on a console. But the Switch does add a element there uh in the vein of like 
going on trips, I can take it with me. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's cool. Especially when you can't get Monster Hunter World on Switch. Yeah. You can play something similar to Ultimate, it. Ultimate, but yeah, yeah, for sure. But they're not the same experience. They're not the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah anything else? No. It's just really neat. I'm glad they're they're expanding. So. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it just because I kind of forgot that this was uh, out and free to play. When this news, when I saw this news, I was like, it's a free to play game now, right? Because when it first came out, you could buy early access. Early access and yeah. I. I was gonna, but then I didn't because Monster Hunter World was coming out right around the corner. And I was like, I'm just gonna wait for the one I know is gonna be like really good. Um, sure. And I was not uh, disappointed. Um, but yeah, it's been kind of existing for to play for a while now. And I'm kind of glad I haven't played it because I'm sure it's a better game now than it was when it released. Now that's coming out for, you know, console, there's a lot of people who are not on PC that I know or don't play on PC as often that would be down to play this. So I'm, I'm pretty malleable. I'll, I'll play on anything as long as there's enough people to be playing there with. Um, so I'm excited to play it on PS4 just to see what it plays like. Um, you know, I, I'd, pl- I'd play it on PC, but I know there's going to be less people I know playing on there. Um, or they playing already. Uh, but Switch, which is interesting because that's not the news here. It is news that's coming. But that was actually a pleasant surprise to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, even mobile is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is, it's not a bad looking game, but it is a minimal looking game. Super it minimal. has very simple textures. It's just uh, very vibrant in its coloring and its shapes. Um, so it could definitely work on mobile and Switch, and it would be very cool to be able to play that, like you said, if you go somewhere. I've been playing my Switch more than my PS4 lately, which is fucking ridiculous. All I've been playing is my PC and my Switch. Um, and I keep reminding show, I'm like, Switch is a fucking great console. I love this thing as I'm carrying it around everywhere. Um, so, you know, as soon as I heard, like, oh, that's coming out for Switch, I'm like, that'd be fucking cool to play that on there. Um so yeah, overall, this is really cool. It's cool to see it expanding. Hopefully, this gives it the support it needs to um, maintain any kind of like positive success and trajectory um, for them to make the game bigger and better. It's good to see that they're adding stuff like character customization that looks decent. It's not amazing, but it's not bad either. I've seen worse. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I need to give this game a try. I'll probably wait for it to release right around the corner of the 21st because that's not very far away. And I need to play Rage 2. So I, I got... I got time plenty to do this month so um yeah overall very cool though anything else you want to say no let's know in the comments uh what do you think first off about dauntless have you played it have you not played it if you haven't played it why haven't you played it and will you play it when it comes out to console which console would you prefer to play it on or would you just play it on pc are you not interested in it at all you don't like these kind of games or you're just a fucking purist with monster and you're like there's no game as good as it in that genre i agree with you um they fucking <laughs> made that shit um but uh, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Dauntless coming out for uh, console and the character customization. And if you do play this game regularly, tell me why I should play it. It'd be very interesting. For sure. Second bit of news. Uh, this is a little relevant to me because I like to stream and I just picked up Rage 2. It's downloading right now. So after we're done filming this, I'm going to go fucking play it because I'm really excited to try it. Um, even though reviews are like meh to good and people are like, the, they're like, the shooting is amazing, and it's very id feeling. It's very fast-paced and aggressive, but the world's not a live feeling. And I'm like, eh, okay, I'll still play it. It sounds fun. Anyway, um, yeah, so Rage 2 is out now, and there is news now that there will be uh, Twitch extensions that will allow viewers to help out uh, when the wasteland puts you into a tight spot. So, for instance, if you're watching and I'm playing, um, it says... Uh, yeah, if you die in the game, viewers can help by playing the defibr- defib- 
defibrillation, defibrillation, God, I don't know why I'm having problems saying that, uh, minigame to bring you back to life and impact your health total. If enough, if enough people uh, participate, they could even bring you back to life with full health. The other application of the extension will pull viewer names for the other participants in in-game races. So if you're racing against NPCs, people who are watching you could actually have their names in the game, um, which I, I was just about to jump into my opinion on that because I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Uh, we have a quote here that says... Uh, we have integrated the Twitch extension into our game to try to encourage streaming, id studio director Tim Willits told GameSpot. Open world games are not really streamed as much as you would think. That's actually really kind of interesting. Uh, but we feel that with both the nature of the gameplay of Rage 2 and some of the fun that we added in, we're hoping to draw some more streamers. Uh, when asked if they are thinking about doing this with other id games, he said, yes, sir. They uh, want to put it into future id games but they're actually also thinking about retroactively putting it into id games that already exist um yeah so what do you think about these extensions specifically what do you think about id's approach on trying to make streaming more interesting we've seen other companies try some things like this i know borderlands 3 is going to have a loot system that's very interesting mm -hmm. um when we think about the whole ecosystem of uh uh being a viewer on twitch becoming more uh interactive i think that last thing you said is genius because the more involved you can get people, the more they're going to want to be there. Yeah. Um, and for a person, uh, or I should say a streamer, um, that's okay with playing their games, like in a, in a sense like that, I mean, it's just a win-win for everybody. They get to have involvement with a lot of people and they get to be in the game with them essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like not the right guy for that. I don't want people messing with me at all when I'm playing a game, but I see the appeal 100% and it makes complete sense. I think it's really smart. Uh, even when we heard about the Borderlands one, I was like, wow, it's genius. Um, and I think we're going to see this a lot more as, oh, yeah. as uh, this kind of stuff. They people come up with ideas on how to make that integration work. And I have to actually give Twitch a lot of credit for even having the ability to have developers do this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, they're really, you know, I love obviously YouTube as a platform when it comes to the video and stuff like that, but Twitch yeah. really has that stream game on, on lock on that. So I would love to see YouTube step up their game. In fact, yeah. uh, when it comes to that. So I'm actually are you, YouTube has done a lot better than they did originally, but they're still not, they didn't, they didn't start where Twitch started for sure. You, you know, wanting to do the streaming first. Yeah. So they are retroactively doing that. So. But uh, I, th I think YouTube has gotten better at streaming. It has some features I, I like, um, but Twitch is absolutely like way more formatted for that. For sure. Um, Do you have anything else to say on that? No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, first off, I think it's actually very smart that the people at id are looking at how streaming um, is used per genre, and they're looking at the genre they're dabbling in and they're going, we want more interaction with that. How do we do that? Um, that, that, you know, outside of how excited I am for this feature, it's, it's interesting. Cause that's, that's an evolution that you're not really hearing a whole lot about right now, but I'm sure other people are going to follow if this does well. Um, so that's just kind of an interesting tidbit as for what you can do with it. I think it's really cool. Um, kind of like what you were saying. Um, I don't want people to interact with my game too much. Uh, but it is neat if you are like a, a you know, a professional streamer and you're just trying to have fun with your community or whatever 
um, and have them all heal you and stuff like that. Because in my brain, I'm, I'm thinking like, well, you're probably just going to like be OP at that point. If you have like thousands of people watching you and there's fucking getting you up every time and yeah. like getting your health up, stuff like that, which would be fun for everybody. Nobody's going to be like, oh, man, I'm still alive. This sucks. But uh, but that, that that's a really cool way to interact with, sure. with the people who are watching you. I really like the participants in game have people who are watching your name because that's going to create funny moments and interesting things like oh shit i just killed the shit out of a psycho look, fucking murdered the look, fuck out i'm on tv yeah yeah exactly i just say psycho because there was another game i forgot what game it was but it had um oh vermintide 2 vermintide. has uh, like a director thing yeah. where the, the where the people on twitch can decide um like what monsters and shit will spawn and as soon as we even talked about that, he's like, "Give me the fucking, give me the controls give to me that." The power. I was like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any good intentions with that." <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is really cool, and I, I'm really kind of excited. I I like that they. It's funny how there are companies, specifically Japanese companies, who don't want you to stream their shit. Yeah, there's a different mentality. It's 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 like cultural almost. I would I would assume because I'm only seeing it from certain companies. Some people are like, "Don't put that up." Oh, that's our music. We're gonna fucking ding you and all sorts of shit. And then you got people on the opposite side understanding that this is free advertising. They already bought your game. They paid you for your your game that you sold them, and now they're willing to show other people that game. Not only show them that they might have a bunch of great shit to say about it as they're playing it, and now. It and other companies are going, maybe we can make that advertisement interactive and fun for them. You get one out of 100 people to actually buy the game. That's yeah. a success. Yeah. And so. Twitch has systems where you can fucking click a link right when you're watching and you buy that game. And they get some. Yeah. So there's so, I mean, it's just the evolution of, of that system. And it's it's interesting. I think, you know, you see why they do it. But I also think there's good intentions there as well. There's innovation there. They want people to have fun with this. It helps them. It helps you. But it also is just, it's it, you know, there's nothing nothing bad about it. It's just interesting. Mm. You know, being able to heal someone you're watching, you're part of that. You're you're like, oh, shit, you went down. I, you know, it also keeps people engaged. Some people just put it on and listen to you. You know, if you go down, someone is going to be watching you. They're going to be interacting with you more. Um, if their name's in the race, they're going to want to see what happens. If my name's there, I'm going to be like, fucking win, motherfucker. That NPC better it, win. It is funny how you will immediately get an attachment. To an NPC that otherwise I don't give a shit about. Yeah. It just has my name. So I'm like, oh, just like in Forza, I'd see your name. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I have to like beat you and shit. <laughs> it's not even you. It just has your name above. I was like, oh, shit. There's there's fucking Josh. I'd slam into him. I brought it up before, too. It was a big reason why I like the the squads mode in, yeah. in Ghosts. Yeah. So. There's something that just, it just adds a little bit of, of uh, personality uh-huh. to it. It's personal. It's kind of neat. So uh, overall, this is awesome. Um, I will be streaming this game. I just got it, like I said, got it downloading. I'll be playing it a little bit by myself. But then at some point, I'll stream it and we'll and we'll test this out because I'm kind of curious. Although I'm not sure how it'll work with uh, restream dual streaming. I'll be curious to see. And if it doesn't work with that, I'll just I'll stream it to Twitch just to test it out. But I'm really curious on how this will work. And I can't wait to see what they do with other games. And I can't wait to see what other people do with stuff like this. So overall, very cool. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to say on that? No, I'm just looking forward to seeing what devs come up with with the yeah. Twitch extensions. So. Yeah, I think the loot thing's fucking crazy. Because no, you can cool. just be sitting there watching someone play a game and acquiring loot for essentially participating by being there. 
by yeah. essentially watching the ad yeah. the whole time. When every um, time they open a box, you get to open a box. Yeah. So. so, I mean, like, even if you're you're not able to be at home and playing, you can be watching someone on the phone going, oh, shit, loot, loot, yeah. loot. It's like a cooperative experience. And then it's you go really... home, you turn on your game, and it's attach your shift account. There you go. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, let us know in the comments what you think about Rage 2 having these Twitch extensions with the uh, healing through viewers and their names being in races. What do you think about uh, games like Vermintide allowing people to change difficulty and uh, other games like Borderlands 3 doing the loot boxes as you watch? What would you like to see uh, companies do with this? Do you not like this? Do you think this is too much? You don't want them interacting with the games is there something that we don't know about this that could potentially be bad or is it all around awesome let's know everything you think about when it comes to twitch extensions and games and rage 2 last bit of news relating to something that we watched recently unlike seth said we uh, recently watched the sony state of play and uh it's a really cool fucking video i'm sure it. most of you at the very least heard about it but at the end they showed off final fantasy 7 uh square uh, pretty much did this as a teaser for their upcoming uh, E3 presentation that they will be, uh, as they've kind of worded in this article here, uh, unveiling uh, the curtain for, for Final Fantasy here. Um, there's some details, though, that were mentioned in an interview that we're going to kind of go over here. Uh, Confirming some stuff that people were wondering if it still existed. Yeah, so when this studio, uh, when a different studio was working on the project, it was going to be an episodic game. And uh, ever since Square has brought the game back in house, um, we've been waiting for information, and we finally got some. And they basically said the game is still going to be a multi-part series. They, there is some quotes I'm going to read, and then um, I have a little bit of information, and we'll go into the details. I also want to emphasize, though, when I have been looking this up, people are still saying episodic. Yeah. But they are using the word multi multi part. They're yeah. trying it seems like they're trying to differentiate from that episodic thing because it's gestated for a while now where people have been going episodic, episodic. Yeah. And now they're going it's multi part. We'll yeah. we'll call it that. And they specifically said it's not gonna be like a telltale game or a yeah. life is strange it's going to be um i'll just read it and yeah. we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it yeah. so um to quote uh and i apologize for butchering names but uh yoshinori uh katasi katase where's it at right here yoshinori um katase is all i can think of there yeah katase um it will be essentially Kitase. a full scale game for each part of the multi-part series uh, using the example of in Final Fantasy 13, each installment told the story from a different angle. It was kind of like approaching an unknown territory in a sense. Whereas with Final Fantasy 7 Remake, we already have a pre-existing story, so it wouldn't really make sense if that wasn't encompassed in a multi-part series. We're just looking at each of these parts. One part should be uh, on par with the scale of one Final Fantasy 13 game. Uh, and then... Another quote by Tetsuya Nomura, uh, reiterating details about the game. Most of the plans are already in place and in the run up to launch, so please bear with us a little longer until we can release more information next month. Hey, three. So um, I want to add something to that too. When he's saying each part is the length of one of the Final Fantasy 13 games, very specific. The shortest Final Fantasy 13 game was 13-2 at 28 hours. If you just ran through the story, hey, so bad. you're looking at 30 hour parts um and if they're going to do the same thing where there's extras and completionist stuff you're looking at potentially 41 70 hour you know games each and i know uh at one point there was an example of like 
essentially be like chapters. This will be the Midgard chapter. This will be, mm. you know, this chapter. So with that being said, uh, what do we think? Just to, just to kind of tighten that up a bit too, <laughs> again, reemphasizing when they originally said episodic, everybody thought episodes like four hours, three hours, 10 hours, maybe. Yeah, these are games. That's not that's not appealing to me at all, and it wasn't appealing to anyone I've talked to. No, <laughs> um, especially with something this big. It's it's Final Fantasy VII. Every everybody, most people love Final Fantasy VII. I saw like three people on Twitter go, "Not everybody loves Final Fantasy VII." I'm like, "Well, I found the three people who don't." So I guess you're right, but um, and that's fine. You can hate the fuck out of it or dislike it all you want or not like it at all or not even care about. it. I don't care about that. That's fine. Be your own person, but. Um, when they're talking about this now and they're talking about them essentially being the size of a, um, Final Fantasy 13, which I think is weird. They're being that specific, but, um, with that game, um, if they do this correctly, I think it'll be really good. And I think they will. I have no reason to think that they, they haven't thought this through. Um, I, in my brain, my brain's telling me I want the whole thing in a chunk. Um, and, you know, I might still want that. But if they do this correctly, they could have the beginning intro. Um, essentially, it sounds like they're making Final Fantasy VII into multiple games. Yeah. Not just like it's one game cut into pieces. It sounds like we're getting like, for instance, like how we have Uncharted, Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, telling a story of Nathan Drake. It sounds like they're making Final Fantasy VII into multiple games. Yeah. And it almost sounds like every section of it might have its own name maybe with it Final Fantasy 7 remake whatever the hell mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't be surprised because uh, Japanese and specifically Square Enix likes to fucking have a lot of names for yeah. their games <laughs> and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised at that and um, I actually think if they did that really well I think it'd actually be really cool because we might be getting more from the story of Final Fantasy 7 than we ever did before in that sense and it might be able to leave you off at a point every time when you beat that game in like 40 hours or whatever where you're clamoring for the next chunk, you know what's going to happen in the story, but in this interpretation and all the visuals and stuff, you're going to really fucking want that because it's going to all look great with new cutscenes, better graphics, more locations, better fleshed out um, uh, you know, world and characters, stuff like that because the technology's there. And if you're playing for 40 hours per fucking game, I think you're going to get an overall bigger experience from Final Fantasy VII than you would just if it was a singular game. Because if it was a singular game, it'd probably be about 40 to 60 hours with, you know, completion shit, maybe up to 100 to 200 hours if it's a normal Final Fantasy. So we're going to be getting a We're essentially getting a bigger book. We're getting a series of books as opposed to one book to tell the story. Yeah. And um, I still have some hesitations because if they fuck it up, we're all going to hate it. We're yeah. going to be like, you should have never fucking done this. And I'll be the first one to say it. But if they nail it, I think it could. I think it could work. I think it could be awesome. Um, I would not be opposed to having like, I don't know, three, four, five fucking uh, separate forty-hour games of Final Fantasy VII telling the whole story of Final Fantasy VII. If they're all done amazing, yeah, I'd play every single fucking one of them. It also <laughs> allows them to get, and I'm. This is gonna sound like early access. I'm not meaning it this way. It'll, you'll be able to get part of Final Fantasy VII earlier than later and as you're playing that they can develop the next part which i'm sure they're already working on um so like i said i don't want to sound pro or con to this just like woo it's good or it's bad i just think that that there's potential here to do something really fucking cool they i'm so glad that they're starting to get away from that word of episodic because when you think of that you start thinking of the standard of episodic things short little episodes that's fine the certain games work well with that final fantasy 7 
No fucking way. I don't want that. But yeah. when they're saying these are just multiple parts of the whole story as games that are the size of Final Fantasy 13, you're starting to get me back. This is starting to sound interesting to me. And uh, I hope they nail it because this could be really good or really bad. And I don't think it'll be bad. Square Enix has been doing really good lately. so. Yeah. No, I, I also I, I want to put out there that um, I don't obviously I'm, I can't have a solid opinion about the game until we get I, I th- really think E3 is going to be kind of like the big thing for us when they, they give us actually solid information. This E3 is going to be uh, good. I can tell. Yeah. I can feel it. Um, I do think there are some positives to this idea as well. And I do think the long form storytelling is going to be a really good part of that. But the, another thing to keep in mind here is this game is going to be fully voice acted, like f- completely fully voice mm-hmm. acted, which does take more time than text does. So that does slow down the pace of the game a little bit. Um, and also, um, I, I'm i not quoting anything here. I'm This is more so I'm pretty sure I read somewhere, and correct me Lan- if I'm wrong. Lance Bass confirmed. Um, That's what he read. That, like, for example, Midgard in the original game, you visited, visited sections of the sectors. Versus in this, uh, the idea would be you would be able to explore all of Midgard as an example. So, yeah, and that would be that game is just the Midgard chapter and you get to do. all Yeah. This stuff, and so. this will be bigger than the original. Yeah. I mean, even in the different sections, that's, of course, going to be bigger. But just because of the technology and how much you can accomplish now in, in the same amount of time as a game back then, and they already have the story written, they just yeah. got to expand on it and write newer dialogue. Yeah, and stuff. it's already there. And they yeah. also said that they're um, they're going to do um, the fun stuff as well that was in there. Like, mm-hmm. they specifically did say the, the cross-dressing thing will, will – I'm pretty sure they said that at least that that, that will be there. So – uh, that's good to see that they're not like scared of doing we'll the, the weird stuff. But watch it just come out for Japan. Wow, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I had something I was gonna say there. Um, Cross dressing. There's nothing wrong with it. That's not what I was gonna say. But um, I do think obviously it's gonna suck waiting for another installment. But they're making a lot of smart decisions with this too. Uh, it's on Unreal, which helps them speed up development. Pro- mm-hmm. You know, of the game the engines established all they have to just bring assets into it um they've shown us the teaser at this point character models are, are improved from the original teaser as well uh they are amazing looking yeah. um i know there was originally a concern with the way cloud looked when the other company was working on it uh, have you seen the before and afters uh uh-uh. they're fucking hugely different well he looks amazing now i know it, that. the game looks way better than it did and I remember when I first saw it, Probably I was like, why they it looks amazing. House, then. And it looked great yeah. before. It just looks better now because it's been years later. Um, they first showed it off in 2015. Yeah. Well, that was also, a while ago. You had brought up um, getting parts of it so they can keep working on it. This is actually something I'm sure they're concerned about. Look how long it took 15 to come out. Yeah. Uh, they're not. They're not known for pumping out games, man. So it does make sense for them to be able to give us pieces of it. While they keep well, working they on They released it. episodes for 15, so they're already kind of fucking around with long form. They have MMOs, so... Uh, and I've already told you, but, like, I've been playing a shitload of JRPGs recently, and, and all the good ones, I don't want to end yeah, when I beat them. For sure. I'm just like, fuck, man. I'm Like, I was really enjoying that world, and, like, now I'm done with everything. So I go in there, I just grind and grind and hit max level and, and try and get as much out of it. And if I can invest multiple games worth of time in Final Fantasy VII, if they do it right... I might love that. Yeah. Because now I'm going to have like like Final Fantasy 7 1, Final Fantasy 7 2, Final Fantasy 7 3. Like yeah. that story told in a long form that can really fucking just kind of uh, exist in that world. I think you gave a good example with Uncharted 
Yeah, I was just trying yeah. to think of a of a series that has a story that carries through. For sure. That like anytime you Uncharted three comes out, you're not like, oh man, another one of those. You're like, oh fuck, I can't wait to see where it goes now. The now here comes the the concerns for me. Um, you know, how long are the waits going to be? Is your character in progress and stuff like that going to carry over between games? Um, that how seamless is that going to be? That like, they have to do it and they have to do it right. That was what yeah. I was worried about too. I would assume they're going to do it, but how's it going to work? Yeah. Those, I mean, your save is going to cross over. That'd probably be the easiest way to do it. Just like all your stats and, and equipment just carries over to the next game. If they don't do that, I don't know what the fuck they're doing because that'd be crazy because then it's not going to feel like an RPG anymore. For sure. Um, it's going to feel like episodes. Um, but if they do let you transfer stuff over, it's got to be seamless. It can't be like, oh, fuck, where's my goddamn equipment at? I also wonder how they're going to handle levels at that point then because, like, what if you're playing, let's say, part one, uh, for like 90 hours and you got maxed out. Maybe there'll be a soft cap. And that's what I'm, I was kind of trying to get to was, uh, you know, maybe they'll, they'll prevent you from hitting or maybe your, your level resets, but your gear carries over. Maybe there'll be a max level per game of where you can get to and the game will finish before that. So you still have time to grind it out and get further if you want to, or, you know, get to like, you know, a responsible level that, you know, you'll be able to play once the next game comes out. But, uh, but then maybe when all the games are released, there can be like a new game plus where you can go back and play from whatever and go through the game again or something like that. I mean, I'm just throwing fucking ideas. On yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have a game plan, too. Uh, this is, this is one of the last games they want to screw up. This and they know it. This isn't Disney or Star Wars. They must have a plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the whole thing is, you know, people have been asking for this forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. They can't fuck this and, up. And they know that. They know that for sure. Uh, it would be just a, a, a huge hit, especially in a time where they're really like recovered right now. So, um, Off topic, but did you hear the guy who made Final Fantasy Tactics is considering making a sequel? No, but you know, after working... Th- th- sorry, this is turning a little tasty casty yeah. here now, but... And anyone he, who cares about this won't he, mind. He recently did the, the, the raid for Final Fantasy 14 uh-huh. and he wrote it all and did all the character designs and stuff like that. So he probably got some stuff flowing again. Well, he was talking in an interview recently and they were asking him if he's ever going to make another tactics game or ogre, whoever the fuck tactics he, he, ogre. he makes both of them. He made both of them. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of and sense. And people keep asking him, I guess his whole career. And he, he's one of those guys at Square Enix. I, the only reason I thought of this is because with Final Fantasy VII, when everybody's like, make a remake, make a remake, and Square Enix was like, we always look to the future. We don't want to live in our past. And then they made a bunch of shit games. And then they start going, we're going to kind of listen to everybody, but try and maintain that idea. And so he has the same mentality. He was saying that he doesn't, he likes to make new things. He doesn't want to work on stuff from his past. But he also said, which is kind of cryptic, he's like, I'm getting older and I don't, and he's like, I need, he's like, if I'm going to do it, I need to do it before I, or before I can't anymore. Yeah. Whether, you know, he dies or he gets too old to work on it. For the industry. Yeah. So he's essentially saying that like, he probably should work on it. He should probably make a Final Fantasy Tactics too, which would be sick. Oh yeah. That'd be fucking huge. Yeah. Those games really kind of don't exist anymore. I mean, Wargroove is like the only one I can think of recently. Yeah. That's it. So there's another one I saw somebody playing recently that looked kind of chintzy. Yeah, while people are making that stuff. Hey, Sega, why don't you let someone make Shining Force? <laughs> yeah. Some let me make it. Give me the funds. Games you're making. Give me the funds so I can commit fraud. Anyways, I think it's safe to assume we're both excited for the prospect of what this can be. Yeah. 
So, but 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 hesitant to know that there's sure. risks involved, and we hope the best for it. Yeah. Um, I but you know I think it's a good showing of them clearing up that these aren't like episodes like you expect from in gaming already what episodes are that they're actually making just chunks they're making individual games of the same series so which is really really kind of interesting so it's up to them to nail that or not and i hope they do because we all we all want a good final fantasy 7 if they do it in multiple games uh and it's awesome nobody's gonna complain but if it's not good everybody's gonna complain so it's quite the the gamble anything else you want to say on that It'll be blood and fire. Pretty much. <laughs> Let us know in the comments, uh, are you willing to fucking give blood and fire or take blood and fire, whatever the fuck you do with those two things, if this game's good or bad? Uh, what do you think about Final Fantasy VII Remake? What do you think about them going multiple segments of this game and clearing up the whole episodic thing? Do you still want them to just make one solid single game or are you uh more interested in this uh prospect of having uh 40 hour uh segments of final fantasy 7 how would you like them to do it and what do you think they're going to do when it comes to continuity between the segments let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to final fantasy 7 remake and if you did not watch our episode where we reacted to that it's like a couple episodes ago uh state, state of, play of play episode it, it yeah it was, it was a good time. Um, that's going to do it for this episode of Taste Tuesday on Taste Loop Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Taste Loop Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word. Hit the notification button uh, to know when I go live. And uh, I stream on YouTube and Twitch at the same time. So you can watch me wherever the fuck you want to watch me. Um, it keeps telling me, hey, you can stream to Facebook as well. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to do that. But if anybody wanted me to, I might consider it. Um, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And uh, we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. Um, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And uh, check out Tasty Flicks and other episodes that we did recently. Until the next episode, which will be later this week. Uh, have a good week, guys, and take it easy.